everybody, welcome back to BAMFCAST Extra. It's episode 126. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Indeed. I'm Chuck. I'm Arlo. And we're back. And this week, uh, it was chosen that we should watch 1981's Outland. Mm-hmm. Outland. Have you uh, had you ever seen this movie? I probably saw it when I was a kid. I've seen bits and pieces. That's, yeah, that's it. I did not remember anything about it as yeah. we sat there and watched it. Uh, it is a uh, Sean Connery in space movie. Mm-hmm. It's a space western. Well, sort of. He's on. He's on Io. He's on Io. So he's not really in space. He's surrounded by space. Yeah. <laughs> space. Everywhere. Watch it. It's a moon with an atmosphere. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is basically a Western in space. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really any one specific Western, but it's Western tropes all over the place. Uh, so, Like the fact that he's a marshal, which yeah. is like not a thing that anybody says unless you're capturing fugitives. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this, uh, it's the, they never give a year. I don't know exactly when this is taking place. The future. Right. <laughs> We've gone into space. Um and it's, we are the IMDb claims that it's a a version of High Noon. Yeah, um, okay, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, very different at the end, but um, so we have gone as far out as Jupiter to one of Jupiter's mo- moons, Io, and we are just sucking it dry. We're just like gotta get all that titanium mm-hmm. out of Io. That should be on Titan, <laughs> you would think. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, corporations, blah blah blah. It's not a new operation because everything's just fucking gross. Like, well, yeah, this is in the alien space trucker yeah, world, you know, very like, much. Um, just everything's grimy and gross, and the corporations and blah blah blah. And he, uh, Sean Connery, it has been on IO for two weeks. It's his new posting. He's here to be the marshal. Yeah, we so, never find out what happened to the old marshal. There's, there's a couple, there's a couple like possibly pedantic little things that make you that can take you out of this movie okay. I, um first off you know after we kind of see his home life in his home pod <laughs> you know he just has he has an area that like is, he has a wife and a child he does um he and an but like he goes to like a orientation meeting where he's like meeting um peter boyle who's the company he's meeting with the administrators yeah not the filthy miners he's like the the general manager you know company lackey guy yeah um and he meets uh his sheriff or whatever guy um mm-hmm. who's james b seeking 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 sure yeah. um but they're like hey you know you've been here two weeks we just like to introduce ourselves and it's like <laughs> What the fuck have you been doing for two weeks? Yeah, unpacking. Yeah, <laughs> you I have mean, you have three drawers in your home pod, <laughs> right? But I mean, we've we've seen other stuff happen, like because there's a we we see the first uh, instance of space dementia happening to a guy who's it's John Ratzenberger. It is um, beardless and, John Ratzenberger. <laughs> well, he never really is known for having a beard, more just a Cliffy's mustache. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess he has had facial beards. hairless, facial hairless John Ratzenberger. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he has, he's just like, he's a miner and, and, and he thinks he has spiders in a spacesuit and goes crazy in no atmosphere right. and eventually rips open a spacesuit, which that's the one thing that you, most people probably know about this movie is you have ex- literal explosive decompression. Like, you know, your head blows up, you know? Yep. And heads blow up in this movie. Yeah. Several. They are very proud of but, their special effect of heads blowing up. But yeah, so I'm saying all this to say, just in the first couple of minutes, if you're one of those people who's going to get hung up on some sort of pedantic, like scientific stuff and and factual, 
logistics, this movie is going to mess with your head constantly because they they straight up, you know, it's got a Jerry Goldsmith score. So he is straight up doing an alien intro. Oh, like, the opening like, title card is yeah, it's alien. Yeah, it's it, well, it says Outland, but it's like it's done the exact same thing. It's like the, yeah. the text is sort of fading in, not not the like the little like pieces of the letters are coming together, but yeah. it just kind of fades in and it's got that same kind of. It's got the same musical motif music, to yeah, it. Yeah. Um, but while all this is happening, we're getting lots of text about how you pronounce IO oh, right. and, and, you know, how far it is from Jupiter and how far it is from Earth and how often the shuttles come. And they make a point of saying it has one six Earth gravity. Mm-hmm. That will never play into anything unless they're out in spacesuits outside. Right. And it, and they never discuss how they have artificial gravity inside where you don't have to wear a spacesuit. Space so, future. Well, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it's it's little things like that where... You know, we we've, yeah. we've come to to rely on like okay, this part is like rotating, thus creating you know artificial gravity or some reason that this has it. But when you're you know you have no atmosphere, you're floaty. You know, yep. So this movie is just like you're indoors, no you know normal gravity. Outdoors, you're all floaty. Yeah. If there's a roof, you're fine. Yeah. So. <laughs> but I mean, it's got stuff like, I mean, like in their space pod, they have a microwave oven, mm-hmm. which is the same microwave oven we had when I was in 1981. So it's just like. Okay, whatever. <laughs> they did a little bit of effort, but not really. They didn't go far with the future thinking. Sure. Um, so, except in the bar. I, the, the bar is some cool ass shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I'm just saying, warning you about this movie. Like, if, if things like that will get you, this movie is full of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yes, he's new sheriff in town or new marshal in town because there's also a sheriff or a sergeant or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's sergeant. Sergeant. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just like, you know, Peter Boy basically gives them the, the the standard like, yeah, we push for people hard, but uh, you know they they work hard, they play hard, uh, you know that's just who we are. As long um, as nobody gets hurt, why don't you just look yeah, the other way? Yeah. And Sean Connery gets this look on his face like, ah, great. Yeah. So. Um. But yeah, after uh after dude wigs out, uh John Ratzenberger wigs out. You know, it's like okay, well there's a somebody got space dimension went crazy. Mm-hmm. Um. And then it's not too long after that. I mean, some more things happen because basically the crux of this is like. Sean Connery's just been going from place to place, you know, being space sheriff and his wife and is basically, you know, if you've seen a movie, if you've seen any bit of dramatic thing, she's obviously about to leave him. Yes. Because he, he checks his morning messages and somebody's like, oh, hey, tell your wife, uh, you know, tickets are good for, for getting on the thing. And yeah. she makes up something like, oh, yeah, somebody wanted to get off. The in baker's the, wife wanted some tickets for something. So I hooked her up. And it's like, yeah. you know, and then he comes back next day and it's like, oh, you know, dear Sean letter. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like, yep. you know, yeah, sorry, I can't take this. You know, like our son has literally never seen Earth. So yeah, we're going and instead home. of talking to you about it, I'm just going to leave. Right. So. So bye. Thankfully, you get you've got that aspect where it's like, well, the wife and kid are safe. Yeah, you know, when all the shit is about to go down, at least they're going to be fine, most likely. <laughs> they left a little window of them still being within the reach of this, right. but it never comes up. Which man, good. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, so he's on his own, so he's he's kind of depressed about that, and you know, James B. Seeking will like come along and like, hey man, you want to go play some racquetball, space racquetball, racquetball, yeah. brought you some uh, space food. Yeah, it's real good. Spood. You should eat it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, yeah, just day to day stuff until um, he gets a call like emergency, like somebody's roughing up a prostitute over in the wing or whatever. And oh, no, a, a second guy walked out into the space elevator. Oh, that's without, true. Yeah. Yeah. Without sorry. a space suit right. on. Yeah. Yeah. Some smiling beardy guys just like, yeah, I'm, I'm going out here. Yeah. And everyone's like, dude, suit. And he's just like, yeah, see. Ya. And he goes out into space. And- yeah, because this is a super like industrial place. Like, it's real weird. Like, you have these like 
open locker room things. Like there's just like a shower pod like up on the third floor. Just bare ass next yeah. to the cafeteria. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, hey, you want some worker ass up here with your fries? Yeah. <laughs> fries come with that shake. Um, but yeah, so like this dude. Yeah, Earl's just, letting it all hang out over there. <laughs> like they're all just like, these people are so like grizzled in what they do like when yeah. when john ratzenberger's freaking out they're all like they cannot even be bothered to like put down their mining equipment they're, they're just, just like, like quit goofing yeah <laughs> uh, like they must be known for just get hey yeah. spiders all over me just like all right you goof there i'm is, not even gonna look this time there goes that fucking don't engage with cliff he'll just <laughs> start talking about some bullshit yeah. um but yeah so like yeah another guy walks out up into the space elevator that takes you down to no gravity and dies yeah and explodes a bit um but yeah. the, the elevator door just opens. It's just a pile of goo, and dudes yeah. are like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, but our first like true like bit of action, if you will, is this guy goes nuts mm-hmm. and is like roughing up a hooker, and like Sean Carter and company are called in to because he sealed himself in like this room and is just going nuts. And um, Sean Connery's trying to talk this guy out, right? He's and he's almost got him too, but he's also told his sergeant to go through the ducts to get to him on the other side of the room, right. just in case. Yeah. And that dude just straight up murders the guy when he gets into the room. Right. And he's just like, well, he turned around and he brandished the knife. So I had to. And Sean Connery is looking at him like, mm, man, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but this is where we get our first, um, you know, he basically goes to see the station's doctor. Dr. Lazarus. Dr. Lazarus. Dr. Lazarus. Um, who's, I mean, who's Cliff's mom from Cheers. Right. Uh, just, just really weird. weird really weird. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, also, really can you go into any other profession with the last name Lazarus? Well, certainly not a funeral home director. No. Because you're going to give people a lot of weird false hopes. Um, yes. <laughs> I mean, technically, it's, it's 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 not Lazarus's job. You know, it'd be like if you were Dr. Jesus, then you might have those like, you know, like or Mr. Jesus, Mr. Christ, if yes, Jesus was my father <laughs> over here, funeral home director. It's, right, yeah. Lazarus is just the recipient thereof. That's true. Um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah, I don't know, Doctor Lazarus. Yeah, you're you're pretty much going to be in some sort of like mad scientist doctor gig. Yeah. That's pretty much guaranteed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's just like, yeah, I don't know. We didn't do autopsies because you know they were fucking goo. And this last guy, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she does say like she has. Well, there's two reasons. One, the company just likes to get them out of here real quick. Two, they're goo. <laughs> yeah. Not a lot to autopsy when they just yeah. exploded. It's like, well, here's some goo. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but John Connery's not having any of that and sneaks into and gets a blood sample of the dude who went crazy because he's already on the sh- like he's he's loaded up in the uh, equipment for the next shuttle run because they're just going to burial and see burial at sea in space kind of thing. Yeah, you she know? explains that they shuttle them back to the nearest space station, but along the way, they just eject them into space. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, that's odd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he he gets some blood from this this dude, dead dude and mm-hmm. has her analyzed. And she's like, yeah, all normal, you know, proteins and carbohydrates and company issued uh, tranquilizers for sleeping and then she's like uh, wait there's more um yes and, but wait <laughs> yeah it basically finds out uh that he had space meth in his in his body synthetic space meth right that uh the military good name for a band yeah. <laughs> synthetic space meth yeah. yes um, uh yeah but are they a synth band <laughs> i mean it happened no be actually they're all acoustic it's weird <laughs> <laughs> they just do sad aco- they do sad acoustic covers of songs that are already sad and acoustic yes. yeah but we're synth <laughs> <laughs> right okay yeah so they just do like teardrop basically. yes yeah all right um anyway <laughs> yeah she's like yep space meth that the military developed so um you know they deem that yeah i would give you like 
the ability to do 14 hours work in six hours, but, you know, then eventually your brain just comes mush. And After about 11 months, you go gooey. Yeah. And he's like, well, that's hard. Uh, it's like, do we have the ability to make that here? Yeah. She's like, no, it'd have to be shipped in. And he's like, oh, I see. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, it becomes, you know, who's providing the space meth? I wonder who. Yeah. It's Peter Boyle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he's, he's, he's all on, like, you know, we have the highest uh, production since I took over, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yep. Because uh, this, this Sean Connery has uh, tracked down the, the dealer. Chased him around the, the entire complex mm-hmm. and uh, locked him up in space jail, which is just they put you in a spacesuit and you have to float in zero gravity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like you can't touch the sides or anything. You're just floating. You're there. just in the middle of the room like t- Tom Cruise Mission Impossible style. Mm-hmm. You can't do anything. Um, and he, Sean Connery is just like, man, tell me what I need to know. And the guy's like, fuck you. And he's like, well, enjoy hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so he tells uh, his his buddy, he's already confronted his sergeant because yeah. he, he saw them all on surveillance cameras and he followed him around and they all like went to the same booth in the bar. And he was like, motherfucker, it's all of you. Oh, yeah. So we didn't describe the space bar. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the future tech of the space bar. So first off, they have um, lighted tables <laughs> yes. like like Star Wars style, which if that's not a thing in the future where. I think it would have been a thing by now if someone had figured out how to not make them hot as fuck. Mm, yeah, that's true. You don't want to warm up your drinks. <laughs> yeah. So that's probably the only reason we don't have I cool mean, lighted tables. LED, oh, LEDs now, are, yeah, probably. It's time. Super, it's time. Yeah. Let's get some lighted tables. <laughs> I mean, plus you could also do some cool things where you, you put the LEDs way in the bottom and then reflect it up to the top. Mm-hmm. So you have lots of cooling potential. Yes. And and you know what? Just put a small fan in there, too. Keep them cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All these things. You mean, technically, the top of the table could be slightly refrigerated, too, to keep your drinks cool. Come on, bars, get yeah. it together. Um, but yeah, the they, future is now. <laughs> they have those, but and you know, and and lighted uh, space bar and everything like that, and mm-hmm. you know, sufficiently spacey synthy music. Uh, but then they have these like uh, they're basically like laser domes, like they yeah. they look like the cone of silence, yes, you know, sort of thing from <laughs> yes. Get Smart. Um, but it's like they have like lasers shooting up that are uh, you know, just like a laser show, like so you can shoot uh, smoke through them. Yeah. So they've got these like laser cones with uh, ladies dancing and grinding on each other in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're also like blue lit, so they like look weird and fakey too. But Yeah, but they're all painted silver. I mean, I, I, I kind of wonder if the implication is they're not real, they're holograms, like mm. in terms of the movie, like, you know, that they, they were actually not, they were just hologram dancers. But That's true, I don't, no one I don't, interacts with them. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, anyway, it looks cool. And, it does. You know, and when the shit goes down later, they're not there. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> They either turn that machine off or those people left. <laughs> yeah. Need full power for no hologram dancers. I don't know. Maybe they're supposed to be holograms. Or yeah. Maybe just space lesbians. Lesbians. <laughs> but yeah, so Connery has figured out who the main players are. Uh-huh. He confronts his sergeant while they're playing racquetball. Right. He's like, how, how deep are you in this? And he's like, eh, they're paying me. But just to look the other way, I'm it's not, just yeah. no big deal. And he's like, fine, keep taking their money, but don't do anything else. So when they have the dude in, in space jail, he tells that dude, uh, he tells the sergeant, uh, no one gets in or out of here. Mm-hmm. Nobody. No one knows he's here. Nothing. And then Sean Connery comes back. Yeah. And- well, he a couple of <laughs> like he's had the, the typical I'm going to go confront the bad guy, like basically tell Peter Boyle, I'm on to you. I'm yeah. going to catch you. And Peter Boyle's like, yeah, good luck. Right. Um, so like first time it's kind of fun, you know, it's like, you know, he's just like, they're, they're bantering and being aloof with their insinuations. Mm -hmm. Uh, but then like next time it's basically just like, 
I'm going to get you. And Peter Boyle is eventually like, you're dead. Yeah. You're a dead man. Yes, you're and, absolutely and a dead man. From the time that he says, you're a dead man, that's where like shit actually starts happening. Because at yeah. first, it's like the cagey like, investigation. Like, oh, I don't know. We need to understand how this is all working. Um, but yes, uh, he goes back to check on his, his space jail victim guy. <laughs> the lights are out. Mm-hmm. And he picks up the phone and is just like, so one more thing. And flips on the light. And it's just blood everywhere. The dude's dead. And he actually says into the phone, he goes, shit. <laughs> and then hangs it up and runs in there. Like, thanks, guy. Yeah. <laughs> shit. Um, but yeah, from that point on, it's just like, well, you know, he's after, a dead man. He's like, well, of course, when that guy's dead and the only guy who knows that he was in there, he's, I think he's going to confront uh, James B. Seeking. He, yeah. And it's like, he's dead too. Yeah. He goes into like, starts searching his apartment and then like goes in a closet and he's, he's hanged in the closet. Yes. And I appreciate that, like, it's it's realistic hanging, like, you know, like, he's, like, his tongue's all swollen up and sticking out of his mouth, like, you know, it's, most most movies don't bother to, like, do that kind of stuff. No, it's just a, do that kind a of nice, stuff. peaceful blip. Yeah, yeah, like, eh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably but, shit himself. <laughs> oh, also, uh, before he hung the guy in space jail, I wanted to point out that you liked so much, uh, he prepared himself. Like, oh, yeah. from the moment he, you know, he knew shit was about to go down. Um, oh, yeah. He, uh... <laughs> The way he caught this guy, he's was it this guy or was, no, it, was it? It was it was the second guy, the guy with the snake tattoo. Oh right, because he yeah. he goes to that's when he goes and gets the drugs. Like he knows the shipment has arrived. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah. after he finds James B. Seeking, he goes to his computer and is like food delivery or whatever. Right. That's where he knows where the drugs are. Yeah, cause, so because he fights this guy like it's a meat locker on yeah. the on the shuttle or whatever, and the guy comes at him with the wire to wrap around his throat. And uh, a it, yeah, and is just like choking Sean Connery out. And then Sean Connery goes down and you're like, well, that's a weird way to wrap this up. Uh, but then Sean Connery pops back up and and just busts this dude's face into a slab of meat. Yeah. And you're oh, like, it wait, was, it what? was a rocky start. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing a turtleneck and then he undoes it and he had a protective thing around his neck. Because at first I was like, you're a stupid man, Sean Connery. No. And then, no, he's a very smart motherfucker. Motherfucking Sean Connery <laughs> listens to the Wu-Tang Clan. He yes. knows to protect your neck. He did. Yeah. So that was pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he, he rips open this slab of cow or whatever and just pulls out all the drugs. And that's when he goes back to Peter Boyle the second time. He's just like, <laughs> I flushed all your drugs. However, cash does not rule everything around him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway. Because he says something like, I buried the sergeant and flushed all your drugs. Or is it the other way around? I forget. I don't know. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is when Peter Boyle was like, man, wish you yeah, hadn't yeah. done that. Yeah, you're dead. You're dead. So this begins. He's like, because, the, you know, we have the weekly schedule. Mm-hmm. We know that's how often the shuttles come. One shuttle Peter, Peter Boyle makes a call and is like, all right, I'm sick of this motherfucker. Send your best guys. We're, we've got to murder him. He's yes. going to he's going to expose the whole thing. And they're like, well, I don't, we don't like this, but yes, we'll do that. Bring so, a blowtorch and a pair of pliers. Yeah. <laughs> so we we now officially get a ticking clock because literally because the, <laughs> the shuttle has just arrived and it is countdown until the next shuttle arrives. <laughs> right. Um, and, and apparently murderers are coming on that shuttle. Now, and everyone knows. <laughs> yeah, because he just, you know, at one point he's just like, well, fuck it. What I got, I got to just got to wait for the shuttle. So he just goes to the bar and it's it's like record scratch. You know, like he comes to the bar and just everyone's like, oh, no, who's going to bust this time? And he just goes up and has a beer and they're like, oh, OK, we'll continue your merriment. Yep. Um, eventually, like he's, you know, he's kind of getting down. He's like replaying his wife's message. She calls at one point in time. Uh, says we managed the space station we're prepared we will we have everything's a go to go back to earth yeah we have a third ticket which is weird because i'm like 
how long does it take to get to whatever space station it is from this thing? But yeah. then they're like, the trip from Earth, from this, wherever the space station is to Earth takes a year and they put you in hypersleep. Yeah. So, but I guess they have. To- I, I think the opening crawl said how far away the space station was. So yeah. it was, I mean, they put it all there in the right. end, but you just, you're not paying attention because you're just like, yeah, so yeah, more whatever. words and stuff. Because they're also like throwing a lot of like these dumb made up corporate words and stuff at you. Oh God. The, the, the adminium consortium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. So anyway, she's like, well, we got a third ticket. You should come. And he's just like, yeah, yeah I can't do it. You know? Yeah. And she's like, are you in trouble? And he's like, nope. <laughs> and she's like, you know, when you start talking in one word sentences, I know, you know, he's like, well, whatever. <laughs> Tell my dumb kid. I love him. Bye. Oh, no, he has to come on the screen. So All he can right. Tell him himself. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Eat your so. vegetables, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Drink your fucking orange juice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there's that ticking clock and so he's just it's it's there's a weird like 10 minute stretch of this movie where it's just him biding his time like he goes to play racquetball by himself because james b sinking's dead yeah. <laughs> and uh, and dr latras comes in and uh it's like hey you know uh this is a dumb game you want to go get drunk he's like yes i do yeah. so and they don't show that no they just show him home aloneing up the whole space station yep yeah he, he preps the whole he's like he's hiding shotguns well he's and- like Changing cameras ever so slightly and hiding shotguns and doing other things like he changing locks around. He splices in something, I think, into like the fiber optics or something. Yeah. And there he sets some some charges into uh, one of the connectors for this hallway. Yeah. They've got these weird like E.T. style just tubes. Like You know, it's like it's a it's just collapsible tubes lit by fluorescent light bulbs. Yeah. And so you just got like a metal great walkway suspended over this thing. But yeah, technically outside is the dead of space. Yes. Like so. But it's okay. It's covered. So therefore the gravity works. (laughs) Right. You have to trap gravity with the roof. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Otherwise, it's if you have air, you have gravity. I mean, I've it's that's just science. That is science. (laughs) Duh. Yeah. I mean, this movie doesn't have to explain that. Right. (laughs) We went to school. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so it's just it's just waiting around. Now, and- now it's weird. I will say it's a little strange because they do like this. This movie's directed by Peter Hyams, mm-hmm. who's like been known to make some pretty cool movies, like yeah. you know, look wise at least, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of really cool shots in this, but then they kind of just like lie to you, like they they present like something's about to happen, and then it's like this movie is like it doesn't yeah. because. You think like this fucking like the not so magnificent seven are going to roll in and, and be there to murder. Yeah, you, you think know. it's an entire shuttle of ninjas. Yeah, because like, <laughs> they've got this like, you know, the shuttle's arriving countdown thing. It arrives early, which I joked. It was like, oh, we caught some good tailwinds and we got there <laughs> earlier. It's like, how the fuck do you arrive early in space? Like you should have this. It's pretty great. Quite, like, quite literally down to a science. There's like know. four hours left to go. And then the clock just goes to zero and starts honking. It's like early, early. And like all the texts are running around like, holy shit. Well, they, they've got to do all kinds of things. I know. To prepare for this because like. They've got this landing thing, and they got blast shields come up so yeah. that it doesn't just. Wipe. It's just not cool to like the five hundred people it takes to land a shuttle. It's right. just like, come on. Yeah, yeah. I just like I said, it, arriving early. Come on, but then they have this long, cool shot where it's like this great big hallway that's like this arrival sector, and they've got mist and a backlight, like a eighties music video. Yep. And you start seeing shadows go go out, and you're like, holy fuck, it's a battalion of people who have come to murder Sean Connery. Yes. And then they start walking down this hallway, and there are two corridors that all these people are walking into. But it turns out there are just two people that stay behind and don't walk between either of these doors. Yeah. And they get these, like, anti-hero shots, and... 
kind of making you go like, well, who, you know, like here's a here's a look who we got. Like, oh shit, it's Lee Van Cleef. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, like- something like that. But it's it's not <laughs> like the only like one of them is bullet tooth tone or one uh, hard fucking Harry the knife. Yeah, uh, Harry the hatchet hatchet <laughs> Harry from Lockstar. I'm I'm saying like every character from the fucking Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels except for the guy. It's Hatchet Harry. Yeah, uh, just because I I was like they had a reveal shot of him and and he does kind of look familiar. But who is that? And I had to look it up. So, um, mm-hmm. anyway, it's just it's two motherfucking hunter dudes, goofy ass hunter. Like they look like they came from the fucking outback, uh, just here to murder Sean Carter. And it's like, <laughs> oh, that's what we waited a fucking week for is yeah. two dudes. Yeah, the 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 split hallway thing was especially confusing because mm-hmm. at first I thought it was just like yeah. normal people assassins, <laughs> like there's a special assassins hallway. Yeah, and then it was this just like the, this oh is the no, John, the John Wick uh, byway. Yeah, here, you know? yeah, it's just but no, it was just people going there. They're the directions they're supposed to go, and it's just two people hanging out. Like we're not going to take any of those hallways because we're the assassins. Yeah, and they assemble their guns, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, it's, it's hunting time. It's hunting time. Yeah. Now they've they've set up all kinds of things. Like Doctor Lazarus has said, like everyone's going to be sick that day. It's going to be like an epidemic because you know we're going. You know, everyone knows that they're coming to murder you, so they're just going to clear out the station and yeah. let you let them murder you. Most people are in the bar. Yeah, there's pretty much not any nowhere else is someone right to get in the way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, this just becomes Sean Connery just kind of slowly creeping through the place, and mm-hmm. then the dudes get the drop on him. You're all the straw dog now, man. <laughs> so. Uh. Connery gets shot in the shoulder pretty quickly, mm-hmm. um, which leaves, you know, the convenient <clears throat> blood trail of like, oh, there he was. Yeah. Um. So the Hatchet Harry guy is the one that we get the most screen time with. Like he, he's stalking him around for quite a while. Yeah. Um. And he catches up with Dr. Glasses at one point because like, oh, we, I didn't even mention like he has new sheriff like or new sergeant guy. Like yes. when when James B's it's the dude from the wire. I can't remember his name, but mm-hmm. um. Uh, much younger, obviously, but uh, he's just like, yeah, we're not really with you, with you. We're not against you, but we're not really with it's like you. We got families. Yeah, we're young and we need the money and yeah. stuff. And Sean Connery is basically like, yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, he he also runs into like some other room <laughs> and yells at people. Like, oh, he goes back to the where he gave his briefing at the beginning. Yeah, I guess and it's, it's like, where all the administrators. Yeah, eat. he's just like, who's I with could, me? I could use some help. Oh, and, nobody. Yeah, uh, that's we'll, what I thought. Well, fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> shit and spin, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> But Dr. Lazarus cuts, you know, when he's running around after he's been shot, like he he catches up because he's like gone after her, too. And she's like, whatever, I'm a doctor. Like, I'm not yeah. doing any of this. What, yeah. am, what good am I going to do? Yeah. But she guess, you know, that first do no harm. Yeah. Except, man, she <laughs> contributes to the murder of one dude here pretty soon. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe she's going to bring him back. Uh, no. No. <laughs> that no. man is gone. That's true. He is a red mist. Uh, but yeah, she he runs into her like while he's running around and and doing his home alone thing with them mm-hmm. uh and he's just like well tell you what you can help if you go into this like junction room and sh- and seal off all the doors so that he has to yeah, go this steer one him way. down this one yeah hallway so sean connery's plan is he's he's hopped into a spacesuit and is floating around the outside while they're looking for him mm-hmm. so yeah he gets uh hatchet harry trapped in this uh one of those little hallway things yeah the collapsible tube paper hallway, and just sets it to blow open a hole and so he gets sucked or blown out into space really yes. uh <laughs> yes and um his head explodes yeah well no his, all of him explodes well yeah but you get you get the special effect oh, of yeah. his yeah. big face but they they have they make a point of like showing you a long shot where he's like floating off into the io space and then just just literally misted yeah actually no i'm sorry that's, that's the, the second, second guy. guy is the second guy yeah 
Yeah, second guy gets it in the um they the go to the, the greenhouse area. Yeah. Now Connery is literally like for 15 minutes outside of the mm-hmm. area that like he's floating around in space, crawling around just yep. and the only dialogue out of him is grunting in Scottish. It is <laughs> it is literally just him going <laughs> McGrunter. <laughs> yeah. So he I don't I don't remember how he knows this guy went over to the greenhouse area. Uh, I think cameras maybe was just Dr. Lazarus helping. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But so like he's perched outside this place and dude is lurking around inside the greenhouse and he just Connery just rips off like a piece of the facility mm-hmm. and just kind of drops it down the side to where like it floats down in front of where this dude is outside the window mm-hmm. and he turns and shoots at it, which guess what breaks the glass and blows that dude out into space Mm -hmm. and as i was saying the sentence has this dude ever been in space before i didn't even get it out because like halfway through that sentence as you see like this this hand-drawn animation of a dude floating out into space they just rip this man up into a red paste Mm -hmm. (laughs) i was like has this man ever whoa now he's been in space (laughs) yes he's been in space over there and over there and over there he is space yeah (laughs) Um, His IOs are on the outside. Oh, yeah. So those two dudes have been dispatched, and he just he. This is when he rolls back into the bar with the with the good record scratch of just everyone just like what? Yeah. And he's sweating. Well, no, no, and- no, no, no. Because he yeah he fights uh, the dude from the wire first. Right, right. Yeah, because okay. he he shows up in a spacesuit outside. Yeah, because like uh, Doctor Lazarus was in his little office. Clark Peters. That's it. Okay. Yeah, he she was in his office looking at all the cams, and he comes in and is like, where's where's the sheriff, you know? And she's like, I don't know, outside the greenhouse somewhere. And he's like, interesting. <laughs> and then, yeah, now he's outside. And they struggle around for a while, which, I mean, I guess for a fight in mostly outer space, it's okay. But if you just really boil it down, it's just two dudes slap fighting, trying to grab the one hose that's going to murder the other man. What happens if you Peter boil it down? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Eventually, Connery wins this battle and yoinks out his host. I mean, the only thing that's kind of interesting is that they're fighting along these panels that are electrified for whatever reason. I think they're solar panels, but sure. for some reason they're electrified. So yeah, because so like whenever deflector shields, yeah, whenever they like scrape along it, it's like and yeah. yeah. So they're both not enjoying themselves uh, until this one dude really doesn't enjoy himself, and he well, because Ron- Connery rips out his like air yeah. tube thing, and then he's just like and falls down, and, yes, and sparks out, yeah. He's just, well, he's like sparking all the way down and then hits the bottom and is like big spark. And, yeah. yeah. Which I thought would like cut the power in the place or something or make it just at least flicker, but it doesn't. Nah. Um, uh, this place is so prone to suicides. I guess they've they've suicide proofed it. Yeah. <laughs> so this is when Connery goes into the bar. Uh-huh. Tell, stop me if you've heard this one. Yeah. <laughs> which I started telling it. Uh, and he's, you know, walks over to Peter Boyle, who's just like, well, and then he's just like, ah, what the hell? And punches Peter Boyle in the face and then turns and walks away. Yeah, well, this is the most Western of the Western Indies. Sure, but fucking put him in cuffs and put him in the no-gravity jail. What ah, are you doing? His reward is that justice has been done. I, that's... I don't know. Peter Boyle deserved worse. Sure. But anyway, then it's just him yeah, pa- he's packing, packing up, up. Yeah, packing and up. And he's... Just sends a message to his wife, just like, keep my ticket warm, I'm coming. This is what I'm trying to understand. Like, how often does do the flights leave from the space station to Earth? I know that they might they take a long time, but I mean, this is now two three this is this is like three weeks yeah. after they left. Yeah. 
I so mean, he had to wait another six days. Right. Well, the shuttle is there. He could just say, get me on that goddamn shuttle. I mean, the I shuttle didn't leave. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he's basically like, I'm out of here. Yeah. Tell my boy I'm coming. Mm-hmm. Keep my ticket warm. I look forward to <laughs> sleeping with you for a year. <laughs> Bye. Yep. Outland's over. It is. Mm-hmm. This movie is outlandish. <laughs> Ish. Yeah. Um, I have I have a couple of qualms about this movie. Oh, okay. Uh, first of all, I mean, okay, I like. I'm, let me just go ahead and get my rating. Uh, I'm gonna give it four jocks. It's it's a movie that's you know it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. It, it's a well made movie. I I think in particular when they're when he's chasing that first drug dealer guy at the beginning, and it's just mostly long steady cam shots of of camera and people running backwards as dudes are going through corridors and stuff. There's some really good camera work in there. The plotting of this is something I don't quite understand. It it seems like, from what I can tell, Peter Boyle is doing this thing on his own and the company is okay with it, but it's not like a company secret company policy or anything like that. But for some reason, they are acting like only a select few people can get this drug because they're going through the whole like super secretive hide it in this place. The guy will find it later kind of thing. I don't understand why this place doesn't just get a company doctor who's in on the drug deal and just administer it, just administer it to everybody. Like, that's what I don't understand. If, if they're, if they're acting like, well, profits are up. This is what we want. Everything's great. Why they're still doing it in this dumb secret drug deal kind of way. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make sense to me. Right, um, yeah. The other thing is that, I find it hard to believe that in this because the beginning of this says there's like 5,000 people on this base that Peter Boyle couldn't find another just a handful of pieces of shit amongst these people because the the crowd as a whole is never given any kind of personality whatsoever. Like, are they are they mistreated? Are they sad? Do they hate their their lives or anything like that? You just you don't get any idea of if Sean Connery is even doing any good or not. Yeah. Um. But I just found it hard to believe that Peter Boyle couldn't just go hire three of them and just say, just go. He's playing racquetball. Just walk in there with a space gun and shoot him. It just seems so dumb that Peter Boyle is so boldly lawless that everyone knows bad dudes are coming and they need to stay out of the way that no one could just go in there with a shotgun and kill Sean Connery and everyone would just look the other way. I I just that whole like waiting for, for bad dudes to arrive doesn't make any sense to me. I was never given the impression that the other people in this place were all just kind of mild mannered and okay. It just, you'd never yeah. get a sense of it seemed like whose was, side are they there on. There were some murderers in that place, yeah. most likely. Yes. So there, there's that. The other thing is that, look, I, I totally understand time periods and the way movies were made and stuff like that. And I realized that you can't fault something for existing before television shows made pacing different to where this would be time compressed and would be like an, an episode of space law and order at this point or something like that. It would just be, it would be told much quicker and more efficiently. Um, that's not necessarily a knock against this, but there are moments in this where you're just like, I, I get what you're going for with pacing and tone and, but it's like, you could tell this story a little, yeah, maybe, I don't know that, that, but those are my only two. One, one is not a complaint that even remotely matters because of the, when this movie was made. And the other is just like, I don't quite, I don't understand the criminal enterprise that's taking place here. Yeah. So yeah, it's a little strange. Yeah. But anyway, four jocks. It's, it's otherwise pretty great. Yeah. I, I'm a little bit less. I think I'm going to give it three jocks. Um, my problem with it, is that 
it's it's framed and it's paced like Alien. Yeah. But what is happening is nearly nothing. You know, so it's like it's strange because like it looks really good, it feels really good, but then when like you step back and you go like uh, not much happens. Like I mean there there's not a lot of like like you said, I mean, the amount of things that happen could easily be in a 30-minute episode of television, hmm. maybe at least an hour, 40-minute long thing. Sure. But it's like, I, I appreciate the fact, because I'm not one of those people that needs my movies to go, go, go. No, you know, me neither. So I, I, I like a good slow pace, slow burn thing. But However, there's not enough... You need something to fill it, and and not and like twiddling your thumbs and wasting time and lo- looking at a clock are not it. Yeah, um, I do like because it it makes a good point. I, I know we're we're trained to think of of science fiction and westerns being very similar because Star Trek was p- pitched as wagon train in space. Mm-hmm. Um, but this really, I feel like this is one that people should point to as well when trying to explain that because, as as you said, like the fact that it took so long to get places in the West is just like space, you right. know, like, Hey, the train, the next train doesn't come along for another week. So yeah, we can't bring in new people. So slow the fuck down. And, and, and I do like that that gives, should give you the time to make something foreboding that this Omar's coming, you know, like, <laughs> right. you know, like, Oh, this is, this is scary because like, you know we have to wait but then like i said it's like when two doofuses get off the shuttle and it's like that's what you were building up for yeah you know that it wasn't like the like i said the space dirty dozen or something you know like well and the other thing that's not entirely clear and this is a difference between westerns and science fiction is the whole communications method because it seems like they can talk to this space station whenever they want because he does have a back and forth conversation with his wife right is there not like is that not where the Marshall's district is? Like, is there not a bigger base of Marshall's on the space station? Well, I feel, yeah. I mean, here's the thing is, is like, I, they don't explain it, but I'm going to, this is my hypothesis because they didn't bother to explain it. Right. Is I feel like it's probably a very limited window that they can do it. Like, okay. Like when, you know, when, when the moon, when they're like when the moon goes around here right. and then like when they're facing the space station, we can get line of communication communication because it seemed like, when that call came in, it was kind of like, you know, like align the emitters and now we can get a call in. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yes, you would think that there would be a hierarchy of whatever law service there is. Now, granted, (laughs) the way they painted this is much like the alien world where like this corporation has taken over everything. So all you're going to be doing is complaining to people who are also probably corrupted. Yeah. That's what's not clear because the, the opening titles kind of make it seem like there are, districts of marshals that police stuff and they're not necessarily tied to this corporation but the corporation makes it seem seem like you just do our bidding and that's the way it is and there's an undercurrent through this movie about sean connery being like am i a piece of shit was i transferred here because i would look the other way Mm -hmm. and maybe he would have if his wife didn't leave him i mean like was that the thing that sparked him to not be a piece of shit? It's it's hard to tell. The movie doesn't give you enough information on the that. The only thing somebody says offhandedly is like that you had a big mouth. Yeah. You know, like, you know, maybe he questioned orders or something, and that's why he's gotten this quote unquote punishment duty. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. It it's it's just I, I assume it's like some system of like however worse you are at your job, the further you get put away. And yeah. I would think going to Jupiter or Io is pretty bad <laughs> yeah i don't know like, it's the furthest out you can get i mean it's just like that's probably the shittiest detail well i don't know because i mean could have to go to uranus <laughs> um no all right <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> no, I, I don't know. I just don't. What are we, 12? Yeah, Hi. pretty much. Okay. It, it's Uranus. <laughs> I mean, yes. Plus, plus Neptune and whatnot. Yes, plus, plus Neptune. <laughs> what about Neptune? What about Pluto? Not a planet. Not a planet. They would have known that by now. Yeah. And their future past. I don't know. I'm saying there are other planets past that sure. with moons and stuff. But, you know, I mean, like, I don't want to say why wasn't he sending, quote unquote, emails back and forth or something. Sure. But it did seem like he was doing something along the way. Like, he tapped into Peter Boyle's communications at one point. And it seemed like he was having secure, like, because the screens kept saying for your eyes only, Mm -hmm. which is why we kept making the dumb IMDb trivia jokes. But it just seemed like, shouldn't you just send a message saying, look, everyone knows dudes are coming. It's Peter Boyle and drugs. I'm probably going to be killed. Come take care of this. Like, there should be a a Marshall cop car pulling up, like, right at the end of it. Like, it should be, like, they pull back from the space station and all the paramedics and shit (laughs) are driving up, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I I get what they were going for, but when you add the the space component to it, it changes the Western dynamic ever so slightly. I mean, there's there's a lot going on. It's a a super stylistic movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, it's just... I need my I need my stylistic movies to have a little bit more meat in them. Yeah. You know, like or or just be pure style. Like, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, 2001, it's a very, very slow movie. It is. Not a lot happens. No. But you look at it from when it was made, how it was made, the fact that it looks so real even today. Yeah. You know, it's got all that going for it. I still defy you to explain the ending to me. You know, I think I I feel like every person has a different interpretation of what happens at the end of that movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But. This seems like it, it's trying to be in the Alien slash Blade Runners. I mean, I know Blade Runners thinks think same year, but next year, yeah, okay. I'm saying it's it's in that realm of things. It's just when you boil it down, there's not a lot happening in this, and there's too many things that make you question why yeah. why not just do this? Why not do this? Why is there gravity inside? Why is <laughs> like yeah? I I think I think when you get to the end and it's just it's just two bad guys getting off a shuttle, one mm-hmm. of which doesn't understand. Don't shoot the glass. Mm-hmm. And then a heel turn by a dude who's only been in the movie for four seconds. Right. It's just that that's not that's not a big enough ramp up for all of the worry and, you know, consternation mm-hmm. that Connery is going through throughout the last third of this movie. So, yep. I if, agree. if this movie was made today, literally four dozen ninjas would have come off that thing. So just that place would have just been littered with ninjas. <laughs> and there would have been one at the end who comes out of an egg or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just think I just think about movies, and I know I know some of them are skewed to the silly side, com, you know, compared to what this, they were probably going for for this. Mm-hmm. But I, I think about a, a strange example. First thing that pops in my head: Desperado, the movie Desperado. Like he calls out for help for friends. Those dudes roll up, and you don't need any backstory. They just show up, and they've got their guitar cases, and it's like, oh, it's fucking on. Right. Just something about the way they walk out, the way they're presented. It's like. I don't know anything about them except that if he needed help and he called these guys, this movie has sufficiently portrayed everything I need to know backstory wise about how capable they are. Mm-hmm. These two guys roll up. You don't like I said, there is no everyone at this place. Inclu- I mean, having Peter Boyle, the doofy Peter Boyle as your leader <laughs> does not instill like, oh, well, you know, like if Hans Gruber made a call and said, I need all, I need help. <laughs> You you expect some badasses or to are going to arrive because his entire crew is made of badasses. Right. Everyone in the Outland world is just as fucking goofy as Peter Boyle. <laughs> so when these two guys two show show up and they look like they got 
they were too you know they, they were tardy for these outback safari and then, so they had to come here instead it's just like are they badasses i don't know and then the guy proceeds to shoot the glass like you said it's like holy christ dude like yeah. who doesn't know not to shoot the glass in the first space first day station? of assassin school <laughs> don't shoot the glass yeah. in space yeah. i just like i said they, they don't sufficiently like make these people imposing enough to, no. to have all that set up so no. i i don't know yeah Oh, it's well. like I said, dripping with style just misses on some executions. Yeah. I, you know, if this podcast was being recorded in 1981, we'd be like, man, holy shit, this is the greatest thing ever. Sure. So if you can figure out how we can if, record a podcast in 1981. Yeah. Well, just go back and uh, put it on cassette tape and mail it out to people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a tape trading club. That's what we do. That's right. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Add that to the time travel list. <laughs> okay. It was a start podcast before they were. Start podcast in 81. <laughs> Tapes. <laughs> Uh, ah, yeah. okay. Anyway, that's Outland. Mm-hmm. Um, we just advertise in the back of Cream Magazine. Yeah. Was that still a thing in 1980? Yeah, I don't know how long that lasted. Sure. Why not? All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you guys for uh, voting for Outland for us to watch and uh, voting in the poll in general on patreon.com slash bmfcast. You can go there, give us a dollar, you get this show, you get a bunch of stuff, you can give us more than a dollar and get more things. That's how Patreon works. It's great. The more you pay, the more you get. It's so good. <laughs> Indeed. It's it's capitalism. And we love it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week with another movie that you guys vote for in that poll. And until then, I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And this is Bamcast Extra. Oh,